This podcast is part of the Telerik Developer Network. Telerik by Progress. Welcome to Eat Sleep Code, the official Telerik podcast. I'm your host, Ed Charbonneau, and with me today is my co-host, Brian Rinaldi. Hey, Brian. Hey, Ed. How's it going? It is going good. We are into the early spring event season, so I've got a lot of events coming up. I'll talk about those at the end of the show. Uh, We have a few topics uh, revolving around native mobile applications we'll talk about, and... um, We'll, we'll kind of argue about what's the uh, west best web um, editor for modern web development. So it should be a fun show. Sounds good. Uh, let me start off with a quick update about our previous shows. Uh, we covered some issues uh, where Microsoft was trying to come up with their own object mapper utility to bundle with uh, .NET MVC. Uh, and that would have been probably .NET Core MVC. Um, and most of you guys out there that build those type of apps are probably already using something called AutoMapper. Uh, so I invited Jimmy Bogart on the show to give his point of view on what exactly was Microsoft trying to accomplish with this. And uh, it turned out to be a really good show uh, focused on app security and uh, talking about what Microsoft's idea was. Um, Microsoft actually decided to back off the idea, and um, they're they're kind of closed on the issue for now. So it looks like they've kind of left things as is. The community provided a solution for the problem, and they're just going to leave it that way for the time being. So, so that um, discussion is over with anyway. But uh, it's it made for some great content. If you want to go back and listen to Jimmy on the show that was last week's uh, podcast, uh, like I said, there's some really great points in there about security if you haven't caught it already. Uh, So on the Developer Digest shows, we go through our weekly or bi-weekly newsletter and cover some of the uh, topics that were discussed in the newsletter, some of the articles we we highlighted in the newsletter, and just kind of give our opinions uh, on what the content was like in those articles and kind of our experience. So first up, we have creating your first native mobile app with Visual Studio. So this is an article by, or an article series rather, by Rob Lawler, uh, one of our developer advocates here. And um, he's kind of showing uh, the ins and outs of creating a native mobile application in Visual Studio using native scripts. Yeah, it's um, and it's a it's a good series. It's pretty detailed. He has four parts of it, all of which are pretty extensive. So, um, obviously, you know, he kind of talks about the other options being Xamarin, or you know, being the obvious choice if you're a Visual Studio developer. But uh, he explains why you might want to consider NativeScript and. And goes into detail on how to how to actually build an app from the ground up, and I, I loved his idea for an app. Um, it's a Bill Murray app. So <laughs> I, I, yeah, and everybody loves Bill Murray, right? Absolutely. You can't go um, through life without seeing Caddyshack and uh, Groundhog Day and Ghostbusters, and why not a Bill Murray app? 
It's a really good city series. There's a guide I'm putting together that kind of combines all the pieces together so it's really easy for you to find all the parts and walk through them. Um, so I should have that up soon, but all of them link to each other. So it's, it's really, if you start at one, you'll be able to get through all of them pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into the discussion in a few minutes uh, about uh, editors and IDEs, uh, but this kind of shows the range of Visual Studio and uh, how you can actually develop, you know, mobile applications, or sorry, uh, yeah, mobile applications, native, native mobile applications. Yeah. Uh, that's what I meant to highlight is uh, the native part of it. And um, you could do that using JavaScript and XML and CSS from Visual Studio. And uh, the, the editor, you know, has all the great IntelliSense-like features and uh, everything you need to kind of hold your hand through the process and, and lint your code and all that good stuff. Right. Uh, so it, it kind of shows off that range there and, and how the you know, Microsoft ecosystem with uh, Windows and Visual Studio and yep. this, uh, open source framework that uh, is actually built by us at Progress um, and how you can create uh, mobile apps with that. So it's a really cool idea to use those tools together. And um, we've got the guide up at developer.teller.com. And like Brian said, that we'll have a new interface uh, kind of for uh, viewing these these article series that we've been creating and uh, there's some more that we're going to talk about here next. Uh, but before we move on, uh, I just want to mention that we have some free video training this month on native script and uh, uh, JavaScript and native script in angular. I read that completely wrong. <laughs> completely wrong. <laughs> well, okay. So actually, but you bring it, one of the points that I should bring up about the other article series that you bring up here is that there's two different flavors. One is just JavaScript and one is, is uh, the Angular, which is typically TypeScript. So one of the benefits, say, of, of Visual Studio is that TypeScript is also uh, obviously has built-in support. So you could d develop these apps with TypeScript if that's your preference. Um, now the two training videos, um, you have the op you have the option. And it's only free this month, as far as I understand it. You have the option mm -hmm. of the JavaScript or the or the Angular, which uses TypeScript, and those are usually paid trainings, and they're free for this month. So um, if you have the opportunity, there's still time to take advantage. Yeah, that offer ends on April 30th. So there's free video training on native script with either JavaScript or uh, native script with Angular and TypeScript. And those are uh, being put out by Udemy. And um, I think we have like a coupon code or something that gets you those free for the month. Um, so you'll have that until uh, April 30th if you want to check that out. And uh, we'll put some links in the show notes for that. Um, so now we can move on to uh, the other flavor of mobile development in Visual Studio, and that is Xamarin. So Sambasu did a great series here on uh, building applications with uh, a product of ours called UI for Xamarin, and the article series is called the UI for Xamarin Deep Dive. Yeah, and uh, so what he did was he went with each of the UI components that are part of that. I don't think he did every single one, but he did five of them um, and kind of explored what 
they do and how to use them and some of the key features and so on. So it gives you, you know, ready to use examples of just dropping these into your Xamarin app. Yeah, I love that our products range across all these different platforms. I mean, we, we obviously created uh, the platform of NativeScript. Right. Um, and then we have our, our UI for NativeScript uh, product that uh, we sell to, to make the applications look amazing. You know, we have uh, great UI components like calendar controls and, and stuff like that for mobile for native script and then also you know we don't leave out the xamarin developers so if you want uh some rich visualizations like charts and graphs um or you want some uh nice touch interactive components for xamarin we've got those too and uh, this month we've covered both of those platforms uh, so if you're a visual studio developer you got a lot of reading to do. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty. I mean, these both of these go cover a lot of ground, so there's plenty, plenty to learn. Um, and we had uh, what we call Slack chat, um, where we all get on Slack, or at least a, a group of us, and discuss a certain topic, and then we post the chat log for everybody to read in all of its glory. And uh, this this time around, it was what's the best modern editor for mobile web development. Mm -hmm. um, so for some reason, I was not uh, part of this conversation. <laughs> so there's a lot of talk about everything but Visual Studio. Wait, Visual Studio does does web development? I heard it does. I think that started back in 2000 uh, that they, they added that capability to Visual Studio. And it's actually one of the best in my preference for modern web development, but in the Slack chat that is not covered, but they did mention Visual Studio Code and right. uh, some more things that are very much like it. Um, Other than, I mean, we, we ended on, I think the, the consensus was that we all have to buy fedoras and use Vim. <laughs> Vim, yeah, because your fingers should never leave the keyboard. Trademark, Vim. Um, yeah, the you know when you say best editor, I think this might be more wrapped up as best text editor. Uh, Visual Studio maybe falls more into the IDE category, uh, but the you know all the editors that are out there have some really cool plugins these days. Uh, yeah, I use Visual Studio Code a little bit. Uh, there's some really good add-ons for that 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 make it uh, quite the capable um, IDE almost. Yeah, it's, it's verging on the edge of it by the time you add all these components to it. So, uh, so one of the things uh, that I was about this is, you know, we obviously couldn't cover everything. We didn't cover Visual Studio. We also didn't really cover, uh, I mean, we really didn't end up covering the uh, more IDEs. These were mostly just, you know, code slash text editors. Um, you know, not, not the full on IDE. So like we didn't do WebStorm either. Um, so I think there's opportunity for a larger discussion. I, uh, it's just, you know, we could go on and on. There's so many different editors. Uh, so we kind of stuck to the simple code text editors. Um, and it, for what's worth, I, I was joking about Vim. I, I think, uh, Tara's the only one who really uses Vim. The rest of us all use code except for Nick Raboy, who's, who's still, uh, an Atom user. Not that there's anything wrong with Adam. I like Adam, but uh, 
all right. I, I tried it for a while and kind of gave up on it. And once code came out, it was like, it was just so much better, in my opinion. So let, let's do a little game here. I'll put you in the spot. What's your favorite code editor plugin? Doesn't have to be any of the ones mentioned before. Code editor plugin or feature. Um, or feature, you know. I don't, the, the thing is, is I'm not the most advanced user, so I'm doing all just like simple demos for things and I'm not using any kind of advanced features. One of the things I, I like about about um, Visual Studio Code, I, I think that, I thought the Git uh, integration was out of the box, was really nice and very easy to use. Um, so that was one of the things I liked about it. And I just... One of the th one of the issues that I ran into with Adam, and I don't remember exactly the nature of the problem because it's been a couple of years, but I, I tend to, because of what I do, I switch projects all the time. And that ended up being a pain in the butt in Adam, which I don't find it to be in code. I, I remember having all kinds of errors, but I don't remember the nature of the errors when because I, I would constantly switch projects. Um, so that's a big reason why I, I kind of ended using Adam. So I'll throw a couple out there. Um, if we were talking specifically on text editors, um, I would say for web development, Zen coding is one of my favorite things. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Zen coding before, but if you have, uh, what it what it does is no. uh, you could type something like just the, the word div and hit tab, and it will translate that into uh, a div element with uh, open and closing braces, the whole nine yards. And then you can kind of like do other little shorthandy things like type in dot my class and hit tab and it'll create a div with the class name of my class. So you got like these little shorthand uh, web um, uh, keywords that you can enter in and chain together and do all kinds of fancy stuff to just explode a bunch of HTML elements onto your your uh, your file and it's just hack away. So that's a really cool one. Um, if you're in Visual Studio, uh, IDE uh, best feature hands down is obviously IntelliSense. Um, and then if you're doing web development like myself, Web Essentials is the uh, the package of uh, plugins to get. So it's actually more than one plugin. It's uh, I'd say it's probably close to 20 plugins, and that includes things like Zencoder and all kinds of HTML and image tools and CSS tools that you'd normally have to go get uh, piecemeal. And in here, they're all packaged up nicely together. So you can have all of those tools you know, all in one download and ready to go. So Zencoding is that, because um, I was Googling it right now, is mm -hmm. that... I see something that was a Zen coding plugin um, that now is known as Emmet. Oh yeah, uh, I may be a little behind on the naming of it. Um, it may be called Emmet now, but uh, the same same idea. It's true. Uh, you, you type in a fragment of the HTML, hit tab, and it kind of auto completes what you were gonna already, you know, type out. And um, if you know all the little shorthandy things. Uh, you can really generate a lot of HTML very quickly and not, you know, save on a lot of keystrokes. So that's a cool one. Check out uh, Zen Coding or Emmet. I'm sure they both will take you to the right place. 
if you search, uh, you'll find those. We'll put it in the show notes as well. Uh, but those those are some of my favorite tools anyway inside of these editors. Yeah, it looks like for Visual Studio Code, there is an Emmet plugin, but it's not actually like an officially, um, like when I go to the Emmet site, it's not, it's one of their third party ones that's not, you know, not developed by them. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I'm cool. sure there's quite a bit of those out there. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, so I was just checking those, it out since you mentioned yeah. it. <laughs> It's one of those great ideas that one person came up with and a bunch of people piggybacked on and kind of worked it on into their favorite editors. So yep. That's, uh, if you're doing web development, check that one out. Um, so next on our agenda, yeah. uh, we have, uh, since we're talking web development, uh, we have an article that was, um, this was on InfoQ, I believe. This is... JavaScript dominates the 2017 Stack Overflow Developer Survey. And they kind of highlighted how JavaScript was uh, a, a big part of this uh, survey. Um, I guess, uh, Brian, uh, do you know the history of the survey? You want to talk about that for a sec? Um, honestly, I don't know. I know that they've been doing it for a while, but uh, it's, it's pretty extensive, the Stack Overflow Survey. And you got a lot of articles kind of taking different pieces of that data um, and and kind of talking about some of the things that it, it highlighted. I think uh, you and I and, and other discussions have said there's a bit of like bias in it. Um, so it's hard to kind of take things as a hard and fast rule here as far as like, you know, JavaScript and such. But um, dominating. I mean, I'd say it's pretty, it's pretty though, it's pretty on par with what we've seen other um, things that have gone out lately where, because I think in part, regardless of what kind of web development you're doing, you're, you're doing a lot of JavaScript, um, whether you're a .NET developer or uh, obviously if you're a Node developer or so on, I mean, you're at some level or another, you're probably touching JavaScript somewhere. Yeah. So every every year, um, Stack Overflow does a gigantic like developer survey, and uh, Stack Overflow being the place where developers go to get their questions answered on coding problems, um, you know it's a good place to hold a survey like this, uh, and it's quite extensive. I mean they cover mm -hmm. all sorts of things on here. Like what's your primary development language and they try to include everybody in there um, but the bias you're talking about is um, is something that I've pointed out as well and it's like uh, yeah this is a uh, web-based um, developer portal where people go to answer questions a lot of the people on there are web developers uh, and when you're developing for the web it's almost impossible to avoid JavaScript so there's there's gonna be a lot of JavaScript in the survey results, right? Yeah. Um, you know, anything with a web interface on it these days is running JavaScript. And then with like Node.js, you see it on the server. So JavaScript proliferation everywhere and all the things. Um, I'd say if you're coding software these days, a good chance you're going to run into it unless you're doing some hardcore uh, C++, uh, you know, game development or... Uh, you know, developing drivers for hardware devices or something like that, you're, you're probably not going to see it. But other than that, it should be a tool in your tool belt, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the thing that's interesting, though, if you if if you look at the survey, there was lots of complaints about JavaScript too. It was like in you know among the um, least liked. It was it was in the most both the most wanted is what they call it category and the most dreaded category as well. So it was equally yeah. loved and hated, I guess. And that's simply because it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know I'm going to get hate mail for that, and I do it every time yeah. on purpose because I like to yeah. poke the bear. Ed.Charbonneau at progress.com. <laughs> I love to poke the bear, especially the JavaScript one, um, because cause I can, because I've used it. Yeah, but as pain. you notice now, it's a pretty big bear. Yeah, it is. I know the pain, though. I've had to use it. Um, and uh, it's, it's a very flexible and easy and robust language that has its faults. So uh, it comes with the territory. Uh, but again, it is popular. You do have to know it these days. Uh, so wasn't surprised to see an overwhelming amount of it in the survey when it came out. Uh, but it's a good read uh, nonetheless. And we have a link to that in our show notes. And I have it in uh, the newsletter as well, so you can find that. Uh, again, I think that was at InfoQ this week. Yeah, uh, um, it was um, a, uh, a. Sorry, it's not InfoQ. It's a, not InfoQ. No, ADT Mag. ADT Application Development Trends Magazine. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> it's all right. We have a link for you, so that'll that'll solve the issue. Uh, so we get a lot of events coming up, uh, being part of the developer relations team here at Progress. Uh, we have a lot of events going on in the mid-late spring. Uh, you know, it's that time of year. Uh, these things usually come up in spring and fall, and a couple that fall uh, within summer. Um, but we have uh, one of them is a virtual, uh, uh, not a conference, but a um, what do you call it, Brian? Um, hackathon. That's the word I was looking for. Hackathon. So Angular Attack is on April 22nd. Uh, we are sponsoring the event. Uh, we have thousands, literally thousands of dollars to throw away. <laughs> and, um, and I mean that in a good way. So if you're an Angular developer and you want to win thousands of dollars uh, from us, then create a winning Angular application for Angular Attack, and uh, we have some prizes, uh, money-related prizes lined up for that. Uh, so you can find all the info at angularattack.com, uh, look at the sponsors for us, and uh, you'll see some blog posts and whatnot on uh, what all the details are surrounding um, the, how to win and, and how to enter and all that good stuff. Maybe I need to learn me some Angular so I can win some money. Yeah, if you if you submit uh, an Angular application built using NativeScript, and I, I will pull this up right now and look it up because I want to be correct here. Um, so if you do a NativeScript application and it wins, there is a bonus gift card for $2,000 up for grabs. Hmm. So there are lots of amazing prizes that we've sponsored, um, gift cards being one of them, but they're they're pretty good monetary values. I mean, we're not talking about chump change. 
Uh, so try to get out there, check out Angular Attack, and uh, have fun hacking some Angular stuff. Um, and I believe, yeah, it's over the weekend. So it'd be Saturday, this Saturday, uh, after this show airs, it'll be this Saturday. So what better way to spend a weekend than creating an app and making some bonus cash? Sounds like a great idea. Yeah, we have about uh, two grand in every category to give away. Um, and then we are also... Um, we're also going to have some guests for the podcast from this as well. So we're, we've put out a, an offer with uh, the Angular Attack folks that the winners uh, can come on the show and talk about what they built. So you'll hear that later on this uh, after this event's over. Uh, hopefully uh, some of the people on the, the, t the winning teams want to do that, and uh, we'll do some interviews and see what they've built. So that'll be fun to talk about what they built, how they built it, all that good stuff. Um, we have some more events coming up as well. I'll uh, be at StirTrek talking about uh, ASP.NET Core development on May 5th. Um, so we, we talked a bit about this on previous show. Uh, it's a great event in Columbus, Ohio. and uh, With great t-shirts. Great t-shirts. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, it's related to the movie... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, so the conference all revol revolves around the movie. Uh, if you're in the Columbus, Ohio area and you've got tickets for Star Trek or you want tickets for Star Trek, go to StarTrek.com. Uh, if you're going to be there, check us out. We'll be recording sh uh, podcasts from the event. Uh, I'll be speaking there as well. We'll be giving away awesome prizes. Uh, so again, Columbus, Ohio, uh, come check us out there. And then very shortly after that is build. So, like I said, springtime. What's build? I, I, <laughs> sounds distinctly familiar. Springtime is the time for awesome conferences, and Microsoft Build is right around the corner. Uh, so we are going to be ramping up um, our Microsoft army of developer experts and developer advocates to go out to build and report on things and uh i'll be at the event uh in attendance so i'll Sweet. get to report on the uh, keynote and all the great stuff that they release on that day i'm expecting that there will be some dotnet core bits coming our way um and we're also throwing a party so if you're in the seattle area and you want to come see us in person uh we're throwing a build party um, if you're going to the conference, the build conference will be out there um, at the party on May 9th. And uh, you can come out, have some drinks with us and some food, enjoy that stuff on us. And uh, we'd be happy to see you there. So, again, if you're in Seattle and you're attending build, uh, just uh, go to developer.telerk.com and uh, we've got some links there you can follow to sign up for that. Sounds good. I wish yeah. I could make it, man. I, I want to, I want to have some drinks and at our party. Yeah, sorry for the laundry list of um, call to actions there, but we just have so many cool things going on that I just want to make sure everybody knows where we're going to be and how to get in touch with us, um, especially with us uh, going out and recording shows as well. So I'll be recording podcasts from these events and. Uh, 
hopefully we'll get some great guests on the show and you guys can look forward to hearing all those podcasts as we record them Uh, i'll be pushing them up to the web and you can follow us on soundcloud and itunes and uh, once again brian uh, thanks for joining me this week thanks for having me ed all right guys we'll see you soon 